On this episode, I sit down with Shane McKenna from McKenna Show Team. Shane is a show rider, producer and judge that has produced supreme and champion quality ponies and horses. Throughout his career, he has successfully competed right from county shows to Royal Dublin Horse Show and Balmoral. Shane strives for the perfect turnout, ring etiquette and sportsmanship and in this episode we cover a range of topics from his career highlights and his top tips for the show ring. I hope you enjoy. On today's show I am joined by the wonderful Shane McKenna. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem, thank you for asking me. I was super excited to get you on um, when I was chatting to you. So for those who don't know, uh, tell us a bit about you and tell us a bit how you got into horses. So my name is Shane McKenna and I am 29 years of age and I come from Limerick. And I don't think I had any other option but two horses because I wasn't very sporty growing up. So my, <laughs> my parents kind of honed in on the horses. Um, but I was very fortunate, mum and dad, they supported me since a very small kid and put an interest in them. Lovely. So you've always had ponies from that then from a young age, have you? Yeah, so dad would have bought my first pony when I was about, I suppose, four years of age. And I kind of did a bit of everything. And we started off at showing and we, we did pony club and we did a little bit of show jumping. But it was the showing that I really, really took a, a shine to and so did my parents. So that's the, career, the, the path that we kind of focused on and stayed on. And we met through showing, I remember you in the day where you had Shadow. Oh uh, yeah, good old Shadow, God bless him. Yeah, that was my 14 hand working hunter pony. He was a, <laughs> he was very good at the jumping, but he was quite a, 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 a fizzy pony for the flat part. But <laughs> <laughs> and so you did, was it mainly kind of the show pony side of it or was it like the working hunter or did you kind of dabble in all of the areas? Of oh, well, I, I dabbled in all of it. And um, I was fortunate enough to be asked to ride other people's ponies for them also. So I, I loved the work on Hunter because you had your jumping aspect at the start of it. And then if you had a clear round or an unfortunate pole, but still a good round, I was called back in for the second phase. And um, so it kind of gave me an interest in the flat work as well, because if you didn't have your flat work and you needed it, because if you did a good jumping round, you had to do a good show piece. Do you know what I mean? So I, I like the show hunters and the show ponies as well. Lovely. And what was it about showing, you know, you had mentioned that you had done a bit of eventing and a bit of show jumping and stuff, but what was it specifically about the showing that you realised that you wanted to pursue it a lot more? Well, I love the fact that working hunter, you're not just judged on a clear round. The fence over the fence and away from it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just a focus on getting from the start to the finish and leaving the poles up. You have to jump it in style using your course and getting the best out of your pony's ability. So by doing that, it was an extra challenge, not just getting a clear round, but you actually had to ride with a lot of style. And I think it was a, an extra challenge on jumping, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like you and Shadow, and even as we go into the conversation a bit more with you and Larry as well. Yeah, um, yeah, good on Larry. You won 
so much and you did so you went to so many shows so yeah. kind of following on from that what would be your proudest competition moment today and you can kind of pick um you know different different uh moments with different ponies and horses and stuff but what would be your proudest competition moment today oh god i have a good few of them so i'd say starting back with shadow was we won rat bond one year and that course i remember like I, I used to be the braves at the occasion i remember walking that and go looking at my dad going oh my god if i get around this now i'll be happy and i did and we won so we were quite happy then on larry larry god bless him wasn't the best jumper as a four-year-old so we kept him on the flat as a four-year-old and took him back as a five-year-old and we schooled over the winter and um when he came back he started jumping amazing and it was myself and Anya Gagan actually were chasing points one year for the, the intermediate of the year. And I remember it was such a rush. And I think it was only three points in it when it came to it. And I took it and she was second. And I think it was that year itself, going to all the different shows. And it was a real challenge to get the points that I really enjoyed. And then following on for him, I've had a good few horses in between. But another one that I really remember, and was I mean, myself and my dad were kind of even emotionally even talking about recently was, with Birchfield Casanova, Jim, and it was his third outing, which was the RDS, and he took Showhunter Pony Champion with Rachel Moore on board, because unfortunately I was out of age that year. But I produced him and Rachel rode for me in Dublin, and then he went to her for the following year to do a couple of highest qualifiers and stuff. But I think when he went champion in Dublin, that was a, a cherry on top. I mean, especially for a four-year-old and his third show, it was just a real... I don't know, it was just the most amazing experience I've ever had, you know, so that I think would be my highlight of my career so far was producing him. He was amazing. He did a lot of side saddle as well, didn't he? Under he, he, he did. Um, he was, he, he qualified on his first show, which was at Lone, and then he went to Dublin with Rachel, and that was actually his fourth or fifth show, and um, he was third in that. Um, so we were very, very happy. He was pulling second one down to third, but he was just, he was one of the youngest ponies in the cast. So we were very happy. Lovely, lovely. And tell us a little bit more about the animals that you have now. You currently have a yard based in Holy Cross, I believe. Um, I do, but at the moment I have no horses in because I took a fall during the season and um, I had to get an operation on my ankle. So I am um at the moment I'm, I, I don't actually have any horses in but it come January um I'm moving to a different yard I'm moving to Danville in Kilkenny um to a bigger yard um which has an indoor which is great so um I, I have an excited team of horses coming next year one which is a, a really really nice heavyweight which I had only one show last once one show last year but um, I'm very very excited about him there's a very very nice intermediate show riding type coming to me which will also do small riding horses and um that my dad has a smashing uh, uh, lightweight cob as well coming. So there, and there's a couple more on, 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 the, on the table coming as well. So I'm excited about them. There's a good team of horses coming in next year. Oh, so even though you're on box rest right now, you'll be kept in like January it. next year. <laughs> That's it. I like it. Box rest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit the ground running come in January. Oh, I can't wait to see all the animals. And I suppose, what would be your favourite show that you've ever been to so far? Well, I suppose uh, this is an easy one. I love the RDX, do you know what I mean? Um, that's kind of our highlight for the year, and that's where I'm working towards would be the RDX, but it, it's just the most amazing feel when you walk onto the grass in front of the clock tower or even ring two. It's just the buzz, the atmosphere, and you know no matter where you come, if you're on the ribbons, you've done well, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the... 
cherry on top to take a, a ribbon higher up the line, but still it's, it's the most amazing show. And you were there with um with all of the with all of the horses that you mentioned, but you were also there with Banjo as well, a lovely colour that you had as well, weren't you? Yeah, uh, Apache Pinto. Yes, um, he, he, he we, we we could say we were lucky and lucky at the same time. He's three reserve champions from the colour class. We we always seem to be the bridesmaid in that championships. But um, yeah, he he was an amazing horse. He actually went on to be a dressage horse in England after I sold him on. Yeah, which was funny because um. He loved the show and ring. He did so well in all his classes and stuff. So I, I was very lucky to have such a nice horse because dad always loves a good coloured horse. He, he has a, a, a soft spot for the coloureds. As I do myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Could all Harvey. <laughs> and so when you, I suppose, when you move in January and then you're taking more horses under your team, Absolutely. What is it exactly that you look for in a show quality animal? You know, what, what is the key thing that you're looking for when you think, right, I want to bring him or her into the show ring? Well, there's a couple of key things that I look for. One is that they fit within a class. Do you know what I mean? If they're lightweight, they're lightweight. If they're middleweight, they're middleweight. Obviously, do you know what I mean? But they have to have a good temperament and a good brain because there's no point in having an absolute perfectly confirmation horse that doesn't have the brain for it. So there's a amount of times that people have sent me horses to produce but mentally they're not going to take it they'll suit a busier career whether it be show jumping eventing do you know what i mean or dressage even but um a, a brain is the most important thing for me in a show horse obviously they have to be confirmationally correct sound no lumps or bumps and um that they're straight moving horses but for me if i'm looking at a physical aspect i love a good frame of a horse i love something that has a great front it's not too long at the back um, good high, good proper hind quarter on them. Um, movement wise, I'd always look at the walk because it's the first thing as a judge you, you see when you walk into the ring. Do you know what I mean? As a judge, you're kind of as the horse moves around, you're placing them. So I look for a horse that's able to walk. Do you know what I mean? And they're moving over the ground. And I use three phrases when I was judging one's going to a party, one's going to a shop, and one's going to a funeral. So I, I love to see the horses coming in with his ears pricked and he's going to the party. Because you see plenty of horses that are ring sour, the ears are back, and it might be the nicest horse, and they're not carrying the rider. And you're expecting the judge to get up in, and they're not comfortable for a judge and stuff. They're not going to win, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and a good gallop as well, obviously, do you know what I mean? They have to be nice moving horses, but if you can finish up in something that's covering the ground in a good gallop, mannerly, do you know what I mean? It does need to be quick, but they need to lengthen. So that's another kind of a, a, a massive thing I like to see in a show horse. I think you touched on a really good point there about the temperament, because I think you have to remember, like you say, the judges also have to hop up on them. So mm. it's all good and well. You having, you know, an animal riding well, but if the judge can't hop up and ride it as well, it's kind of defeats, it's not defeats the purpose, but it makes their job even harder. Of course, because at the end of the day, it has happened to me where I was judging and you pull these horses in and the rider have them riding just for the, for themselves, do you know what I mean? And you hand it back and they get moved down the line, they ask why, you know, to say it didn't ride for me. And then they don't understand, we're not there to school your animal. We're there to get up and see the level of school that you produce the horse too. Do you know what I mean? So it's very, very important that when you're producing a show horse, that you get as many people up on board that the horse is used to carrying other riders because back in the day when showing originated from was hunt horses. Do you know what I mean? It gave hunt horses to do something during the summer and also as a sale point. 
But a hunt horse should be able to be ridden by many different people if they were a hireling, if they were a master's horse. And this is why it's followed through to showing as well that anybody can get up on these horses and ride them, no matter whether a good rider, mediocre rider, or even a loose rider. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the show horse should be a biddable for everyone to ride. That's a really, really solid point. And I think it's a, it's a valuable point for people listening to this that are particularly into the showing or want to get into the showing that mm-hmm. get as many people up on your animal as, as much as you can. And would you say that would be part of prepping then your younger horses for the show? Absolutely. That you would, if you had a nice four-year-old, you'd get many people to ride them. What else would you add to the kind of prepping stage of a young horse's um, early career of showing? So I like to take him in for a long, slow prep. I don't believe in taking a horse in a month before a show and rushing the prep, do you know what I mean? Because every horse is different. You need to find the key to the horse, do you know what I mean? So a lot of the time I bring them in nice and slow, get them riding away in the yard by themselves. I'd always bring, if there's more horses in the yard and there's riders available, they'll all come in. And we do dummy classes and fake shows at home. So we'll all follow each other and we'll have somebody screaming in the middle of the ring, walk on or change the rain or gallop on and we'd all swap horses in between ourselves. Do you know what I mean? And it's good to hear other riders' opinions on your horse because we're all, we all suffer from it sometimes that our horse is the best horse. Do you know what I mean? But it's nice to hear another rider's point of view saying, oh, he, he, he's a little bit heavy in my hand or he's a little bit too keen before the gallop. And it's good to hear these so that you can change it or improve the horse so that when a judge gets on, they enjoy it. But um, I believe in taking them out to loads of places as well. And making it fun for the horse. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the horse has to know what he's doing. So with the babies, a lot of the time we take them to the gallops and or we take them across country school. And even if they are flat horse, they all jump as well. Do you know what I mean? Whether it be 60 centimetres or bloody 130. Do you know what I mean? But they all have to have a bit of fun as well. They're not grilled to walk trot and canter and figures of eight. I like my horses to get out there and experience a bit of life. And then when they go to the show, it's not overwhelming. It's, it, 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 it's a nice experience for them and even getting to a lot of people need to realize when you get to show get your horse off the box get there early if it only takes getting out of bed an hour earlier you get to the show it's making your life a lot easier and so for your horse and walk around the grounds let them get the buzziness out of them and let them see all the scary bits and realize it's not scary so that when they go into the ring they're showing their themselves to the best of their ability and that the judge wants to get up on them so yeah that's what i kind of do (laughs) Whether it be right or wrong, that's what I try to do. <laughs> oh no, it, it 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 has absolutely worked for you, you know, because your success throughout your career has proved that, and I think it's very very valuable um, information to have because you know they're not just show horses in the ring that they exactly. do get out to the gallop that they do a bit of jumping that they have a varied lifestyle so like you say they see oh, gotcha. the world and then they look forward to going to the show yeah. then hence the judge wants to ride that absolutely that, that one that's going to the party yeah and like even last year i had a quite a, a beautiful lightweight um slash riding horse she did both but she was more of a riding horse um a luna and like every once a week she she hacked and uh, two days later, she went around the big field for a swinging canter. Another day, she was away schooling cross country. Do you know what I mean? So it, her, she was always looking forward to what's next, what's happening next. And it, it was amazing because she had such an amazing sh- season last year. And I think it really stood to her taking her out to all these little fun places for her that when she got to show, she wanted to do it and she loved it. Love it. Love it. 
And you mentioned earlier uh, things that you've learned as a judge. So you do an awful lot of judging as well, don't you? Indeed, I was fortunate. I've judged Balmoral twice and I've judged Cork County. And there, there, oh God, there were so many shows I've judged. I'm very, very lucky to be uh, asked to be a judge. I mean, it was a real compliment to me. And it, But what I feel for importance of being a rider is being able to stand in the ring as well and see the horses going around because a lot of people forget when you're in the ring, it's totally different to what's on the outside. Do you know what I mean? So even if you are interested in producing horses or even competing, if there's a local show that you're not competing at, ask to be a steward even. Ask to help the show and stand with the judge and, and ask them questions. Like we're, we're, we're there to help. We're not there to put your horse down. We're there to find the best your horse. And I think that really stood to me producing horses was riding so many different types of horses and seeing how they rode and, uh, and how they looked and do you know what I mean so it's, it's 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 vital to be able to stand inside the ring like I said even as a steward or somebody helping out or even just sitting there with the judge for the day and listen to them and seeing what they enjoy about such a horse or confirmation what they like about a horse and do you know what I mean because you see sometimes and I at the start when I started judging I was looking up to stand with a couple of really good judges English judges included you have a really nice horse come into the class and said, it's such a pity he's in the wrong class. He, he, more like a sportier middleweight than a heavier lightweight. He'd be more suitable for a middleweight. But just because he was the nicest horse of the class didn't mean he had to win it because he was in the wrong class. Do you know what I mean? So that's where I was going earlier on about putting the correct type of horse into the correct class. Is it, it, It's massive. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, of course. I can imagine that you... <clears throat> I suppose it can be that... Um, that could be applied to... Any discipline really with the horses that just because you're on the ground, it doesn't mean you, you don't learn. Of course, there's so course. many opportunities to learn when you're on the ground, whether you're on the side of the practice arena or like that as a judge. I suppose for you now being a judge, it's probably um, solidified what you like in a horse even more mm -hmm. because you've seen so many different animals come out in front of you and then you've ridden so many animals as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but even it just it, it gives a great insight to the fashions and what's going on because you do see this type of horses through the come to your yard you know it's going to be of the fashion of, of the season what could be for next season as well to bring to England if you're lucky if it's nice enough horse do you know what I mean so it is it is very important to be able to sit inside there and, and understand the ring as well like do you know what I mean and um... Kind of going into a little bit from a rider point of view and then from a judge point of view, what would be kind of your top showing etiquette rule be or what do you not like to see happen in a showing and what do you like to see happen in a showing, I suppose, from a judge and a rider point of view? Well, etiquette is everything in showing, guys. Um, what I like to see is people well spaced out, that they're not overcrowding in front of each other. Um, give yourself plenty of space and it even falls back to dressage use your corners do you know what I mean if you're going to if you're going to overtake make sure try to behind the judges back look around the ring see where you're going do you know what I mean and maneuver your horse because what happens behind our backs we don't see do you know what I mean so if you think you're riding up behind somebody who's on a slower moving animal give them plenty of space tell the rider you're going to overtake and move it past them do you know what I mean because there's nothing worse from a judge's point of view and a rider when you're coming down in front of the judge, your horse is in balance and somebody rides up behind you, upsets your horse or shadows you the whole way down. 
especially for a judge, we know what's happening. We know that we can't see the horse on the outside, and that's unfair in other competitors, whether you're a professional or not. Just give it to everyone plenty of space. Do you know what I mean? Read the ring. It's all about looking around, reading the ring, and try not to circle. Try overtake because it keeps your horse in balance and you're still moving forward. I love that bit about you, your corners. We should all yeah. not be allergic yeah. to our corners. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> and turning horses out then for shows, um, I guess you could see this again from a rider and a judge point of view, which I think is really, uh, it's a privilege for me to have both a judge and a rider in, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing you now. So from a rider and judge point of view, in terms of turnout, what do you like to see and what do you not like to see? Well, it, 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 people should learn how to sew on their pats anyway. Do you know what I mean? It, it's very easy and I think everyone should do it because you can enhance your horse's neck, but people need to make sure when they're plaiting that you're plaiting to suit your horse. Do you know what I mean? If he has a big, huge crested neck, you don't need to raise the backs of him and you don't need to have as many plaits for a hunter as you would a riding horse. Do you know what I mean? So also quarter markings is a very important aspect as well and this is all there's loads of tutorials on youtube that you can use to learn how to do good quarter markings um for hunters then as well and cobs i like to see a nice short tail just below the hock or to the point of the hock because you're not hiding anything judge me if i see a long tail and a ring on there what are you trying to hide judge me and then you go looking for uh, discrepancies in a hock or a hind end and and, and that mightn't be there but you're looking for something so if you have if you have if a horse has a good hind leg have a nice short tail. Obviously for Connemaras, they're the ones with the, the natural native tails. But if it's a ridden horse, good short tails, guys. Do you know what I mean? It really enhances your hind's quarters and a nice pull tail on top because technically plastic tails are only for brood mares. Everything else should be pulled. Do you know what I mean? And there's humane ways of doing it. I know certain people are against pulling tails because they think it's inhumane, but there is humane way of pulling tails. Oh, another thing I as well, makeup. Please, everyone. Don't put too much makeup on your horse's faces. And if you are, practice makes perfect. <laughs> There's nothing worse coming in. You see a horse with panda eyes. So it's all about contouring. Yeah, and blending it all in to make it look as natural as possible. You're trying to highlight your horse's face, not make them look like a, a, a panda bear. <laughs> they turn from a night out. <laughs> yeah, coming from a night out. Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh. I, lo I love that oh. bit about... Um, I, I put my hand up and I did not know that plaited tails were only for broodmares. Yeah, they're only for broodmares. So I think, Siobhan, you need to get out pulling your pony's tails. <laughs> I remember my showing days, I used to plait Herbie's tail all the time and I used to never cut his feathers. And I remember oh. your dad would be like, cut his feathers. <laughs> yeah. And he'd such a big tail. I remember he had a huge tail, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, and he still does. <laughs> so, kind of then with um, when you touched on the makeup side of things as well, what would be your secret weapon kind of product then in terms of like um, turning them out? I know it's very difficult because it depends on the animal that you have in mm -hmm. terms of what you want to highlight and stuff like that. But do you have any kind of secret weapon, weapon product that you use or, or even equipment? Um, well, there's no, well, there's nothing that's a really secret. Do you know what I mean? It's how you use it is important. Well, I, I love the Carriage Martin products. Do you know what I mean? Because they, 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 they offer a wide range um, of stuff that you put into your showing bag. Do you know what I mean? And just using them the right way can really enhance your horse. Like, I feel 
there's some with Supreme products as well. They're great. They're a great brand as well. But um, I think my secret weapon regarding that would be, um, let me think, a good a good show machine, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I don't have any real secret weapons as such with, with regard to makeup and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's really, it's just using the products the correct way. Is the and a good a good brand? Do you know what I mean? Don't skip out on the cheap brands because they don't last and they track dust and. Do you know what I mean? So I find the Cardi Martin brand amazing, really. And long-term and short-term goals for the, Mc the McKenna Show team. What have you? So I know you're moving out in January, but is there any kind of show that you would like to compete at? Have you any, you know, aspirations to do any particular class or anything? Well, with the new team of horses next year, we'd hopefully be hitting the ground run in January and getting them ready for NIF, Northern Ireland Festival in Cavan, which is a fabulous show. It's a very well-ran show and it's a good, uh, big show to start the season off. Following that, then it would be Balmoral in May. Thank God it's coming back to me. So they're my kind of short-term goals regarding the horses, but the pinnacle then would be the RDS and hopefully bring the Cup to England to try qualify for highs. So that would be our long-term goal, would be highs. That is super exciting, super exciting. And who would be um, somebody that you look up to the most? It doesn't necessarily have to be in the showing world or anything. It can be any rider, but what rider or uh, horse teacher do you look up to the most? Well, there's quite a lot of riders, even in Ireland, that I've looked up to. And I stood outside the ring and watching them as I was growing <coughs> up. Um, the likes of Richard Eagleton, Leslie Webb, do you know what I mean? These are all people that, and Rosemary Connors, I've stood back and watched growing up and from watching them that I've learned, do you know what I mean? Obviously, there would, there would be legends like Robert Oliver and stuff that who I admired and the way, he's, the way he produced his horses and how they went was uh, amazing, do you know what I mean? So I think he'd be my number one idol in life would be Robert Oliver, um, who sadly passed away. But um, so he, for, him, for me, it'd be him, I think, yeah, Robert Oliver. Oh, I love that. And do you do uh, a coaching yourself? Do you coach people as well? Yeah, I'm very lucky. I, 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 I do coach quite a lot and I have a great people that come to me and I'm very fortunate to have such nice people that do come for lessons and we've great success um, the last couple of years teaching and hopefully going into the next year will be the same as well and nice ponies, great people and just it's, it, it's an, a lovely part to be able to pass on the knowledge that you have onto somebody else and watch these people learn and who enjoy it and who want to learn. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's amazing work with people. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's nice to be able to pass on what you've learned to other people and like that, watch them grow and watch them continue their journey as well. Of course. And you learn as well from people. Do you know what I mean? It's, even if you are a coach, you do learn from teaching people and, uh, and it broadens everyone's education with horses and, seeing how people ride, do you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone gains from it, do you know what I mean? The coach and the student. Oh, I love that. So the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? <clears throat> best piece of advice I've ever gotten? God, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I think it really would be to read during, do you know what I mean? And it even comes from in the warm-up. Look what's in the warm-up. Who's moving around fast and who's on a young horse to avoid in the class and so give them distance that so you're not going to upset their animals. Do you know what I mean? So that, that's the best bit of advice I've ever gotten. And also the best bit of advice I can give to somebody is read your warm-up. 
you know what I mean? And a good warm, do good warm, but read your warm, because when you go into the ring, then you're not going to be crowding other people or upsetting young horses, which who, who could upset your horse. And, do you know what I mean? So it would be read your, read your ring. So you know exactly like where to place yourself so you can get the best out of your horse as well, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. That would be that. That's exactly it. What does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? It's it, success isn't all about winning. Um, for me, even if it was dressage, show jumping, working hunter, or anything, it's what you've practiced at home. It could be simple thing as on a four-year-old getting the correct leads or good transitions. And if they go out to a competition and they successfully do what you're practicing at home, whether you win or you're last, that's success to me, that your horse is growing and you as a rider is growing with that horse. For me, that it really is success, do you know what I mean? And if you do take a class or you get a good ribbon, that's a bonus for me. I really appreciate that answer because, of course, we all love winning and we all love coming home with the with the red road death, but it's important to appreciate the process as well, like you say about getting mm-hmm. the right lead in a four-year-old, that you can have your own little wins Absolutely. every day with horses and not just win the pinnacle of the of the of the red rosette. Of course, if you take your time, everyone will have their day. Do you know what I mean? There's a class in every rider and every horse. So just take your time and I think it's very important that people, even people who have great success, you can be a bad loser or a good loser. Do you know what I mean? everyone's going to have their day some at some time so just take your time and nice and uh be kind to other people in the ring and and outside the ring as well as another thing that people need to be very vigilant of do you know what i mean so would you say that you know if to be a good uh show horse producer show rider would you say sportsmanship is a very important uh trait for well, any rider to have, not Absolutely. just in the showing, but uh, sportsmanship in, in every rider, is, is that an important trait to have? Oh, massive. The, the industry is so small. We're, we should all support each other and try and help each other. Do you know I mean? There's no point in tearing people down. There's no success in bringing other people down to improve yourself. We're, we're, we're here to help each other and bring each other on and celebrate each other's wins. And no matter if you're first or last, we need to praise each other and by doing that then it makes it fun you're enjoying going to the shows you're enjoying meeting people do you know I mean because I'm there's people out there who who obviously aren't might be the most friendliest and stuff but when you go out there you don't want to be by yourself you want to be in a group chatting and even when you're inside the ring having a, a quiet chat with the person beside you and stuff and the, the well done and the round of applause and do you know I mean it just adds to it when when you've good sportsmanship and it's be kind to others it costs nothing i really love that answer what is the most embarrassing moment you've ever had in the showing as a judge oh most (laughs) i have a few embarrassing moments now um i think one of them when i was younger and it's actually another piece of advice. Never look down into a water tray when you're coming to us. Look beyond it. And Dad said to me, we, I was on a young horse and somebody put rubber duckies in the water tray and I came around the corner and I was looking down into the water tray. And um, as I came onto it, the horse stopped and I ended up in the drink. So <laughs> that was one of the, my younger experiences of being embarrassed. And as I got older, um, there wasn't so many embarrassing things. There was obviously a few funny things that we laugh at now and, I mean, like everyone falls after something to be embarrassed about falling off or anything like that. But um, 
So, or well, one another time as well, it was one the first year I judged Balmoral and um, I just freshly polished my boots when I got out of the car and I was walking down along and I bent down to fix something, I dropped something and as I came up, I realised the boot polish got over my jodhpurs and shirt. So I had to run to get up to stand to change my clothes. But um, that was more embarrassing for me than anybody else. I thought it was funny at the same time. <laughs> and when you mentioned that you would love to ride at Hoyt for your long-term goals, do you mm -hmm. have any goals for yourself as a judge to any particular show that you would love to judge in the future? Well, as a judge, I would love to be invited over to, to judge a couple of bigger shows in England. Um, but that would be kind of a, a real dream for me to even judge Hoyes or Ryan International or any of those big, big shows, Cheshire. Do you know the, those amazing shows? Um, I would love to, in time, hopefully be invited over to judge at them. Maybe that would be a dream come true if it did happen. Oh, I, I can absolutely see it happening. And just uh, one question is, did you is the courses to become a show judge or is it through the way you did it and you know got your name out there and just judge at the small shows and then work your way up or is there specific courses that you have to take there is courses the the B, uh, bhsa um in england the their big show on board have ass assessments that um happen over the winter every year um so you can apply for them and go for them and i think the isa have um one as well um, you go to be assessed um, so there is courses out there that you can do to become a judge and I know you get on, put onto a probationary um, panel and then you move forward if, if you're successful during your probation to be moved forward as a right judge or confirmation judge and um, then when you're you can branch off into being just a coloured judge in England or a side saddle judge pony judge or whatever and the exams you have to do Cool, cool. And if people wanted to get in contact with you with regards to, you know, horses or more showing advice or just anything in general, where, where can they contact you? Well, they can find me on Facebook as Joshane McKenna, or if you want to follow me on Instagram at McKenna Show Team, you can contact me there. Uh, my name and number will be on both um, social media platforms. Love that. I'll have that linked in the show notes anyway. Thank you. Um, Jane, thank you so, so much uh, for this wonderful episode. I've even taken so much from this episode and I know the listeners will too. There's so much advice and knowledge that can be taken away from this episode. So I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the podcast. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Vaughn.